Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. We are in the middle of a series called The Wild, Weird, and Wonderful Ways of Yahweh. And it may sound like a Willy Wonka song to you, but it's actually just very biblical that God is quite wild sometimes. We talked about last week how God has a wild way of getting our attention, right? We talked about um, Isaiah running around unclothed in Israel, all this stuff out of command of the Lord. If you didn't catch it, you will at least be entertained. So go back and listen to it. Everybody who's here was like, yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. So I believe it, it's, it's important that we, we talk about these things and we break out of our familiar, and that's the reason for this series, okay? The reason for this series is to rediscover the God we have become overly familiar with. Because a lot of times we hear these stories, we read the Bible accounts, and we're like, oh yeah, I know that story. I went to Sunday school. It was on a felt board, you know, and I, I know what that is, right? Any felt board Sunday school guards? Oh yes, my people. <laughs> I love it. Yes. But sometimes we get overly familiar with God because we've heard it a couple times. And that's just a dangerous thing, I think. It actually shut down the flow of miracles for Jesus when he was in his hometown. You remember that? So let's not be overly familiar with the God we barely know. I mean, you do not understand God. If you claim to understand God, I would just, I'd laugh at you. I'd laugh at you. Because if you understand God, that means God can be recreated by your mind and you can make him an idol. That's, that's why God will never be understood. Because God does not fit in that little lump of meat between your ears. God does not fit there. All right, the infinite, omnipotent, omniscient, amazing God that we know as friend is too big for us to understand. Amen? Amen. Okay. So that's where we've been. And today, we're getting even more wonderful, probably real weird for some of you. It depends on where you are. This might be wild for you. This might be weird for you. It might be wonderful and reassuring and awesome for you. So it's going to hit different ways today. But... I guarantee you that what I'm about to tell you is the truth. And it is not cheap, and it is not a gimmick because of the day that we're in. It is the Lord and what the Lord wants to reveal to us today, okay? So I'm actually going to pray for me. I hope you do too. I'm going to pray for me real quick. Are you ready? All right. Thank you, Lord. Help him. Help him, Jesus. That's what you should pray. Help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. I don't hear, I don't hear enough praying right now. Help him, Lord. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you, God, for your word. We love your word. We love the truth of who you are, God. We love the truth of who you are. Even if we haven't discovered it yet, we love it. Preemptively, I say I love the truth of who you are that I've yet to discover. So, Lord, help me discover even more true things about you today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Yahweh has a wonderful way of comforting us like a mother. Isaiah 66, 13 says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. That's Yahweh speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Listen, I'm going to give, I'm going to go really quick after this one thing. I'm going to go slow for a minute and I'm going to go really fast. So listen fast, okay? You good? All right. Here it is. God is not a man. God is not a woman. Because God is not a human. God is spirit. 
I'm going to repeat this like 500 times just to keep myself out of the heresy hunters' targets, you know what I mean? God is not a man. God is not a woman because God is not a human. God is spirit. And what we have done with God, which is a major mistake, we have taken a created lens and put it on an uncreated being. We've taken what we know about us and looked at God through that lens. You can't take a created lens and put it on an uncreated being and be okay. You're going to be off somewhere. Are you with me? God is not a man. God is not a woman because God is not a human. God is spirit. That's John 4.24. Jesus said God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. You know that verse. But listen, we, if we miss part of God's image, we will misrepresent God. If the church, let me say it this way, if the church continues to miss part of God's image, we will continue to misrepresent God. If you don't see God clearly, you can't clearly represent God. Right? I mean, how can you represent someone you don't see, you don't know? So, if we miss part of God's image, say image, we will misrepresent God. Now, I'm still going slow, by the way. I'll tell you. Here it is. Listen, listen real good. The image of God is not male or female. It's male and female. The image of God is not male or female. Say or. It's male and female. Say and. And is important. And that is directly out of the word of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 27. This is in the NET. New English translation says, then God said, let us make humankind in our image. You might have heard this verse, let us make man. It's the word for mankind, humankind, people. Let us make mankind, humankind in our image after our likeness so they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over all the creatures that move on the earth. God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now, I know, I know, I know, you know these verses, but look at this. Male and female, he created them. In the image of God, I, you would argue with me about what I'm about to tell you, but I would bet that most people in this room do not see God as male and female. They see God as male. And if we miss a part of God's image, we will continue to misrepresent God. This, the story goes on here. Genesis 1, that's, that's kind of the overview of what God then did. And then Genesis 2, it's like a zooming in, if you know the story. And it, like, this is how it actually happened. So Genesis 2, in verse 18, Adam, uh, um, yeah, well, we're going to jump there. But Adam is uh, naming all the animals. You remember this? And Adam is alone in the garden. Say alone with God in the garden. And Adam is not found a suitable helper, right? And so Adam... It says, uh, the Lord says to God, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man should be alone, right? It, I will make him a helper fit for him. And I want to talk about the word helper real quick because it sets me up for the rest of the day here. Helper, that is used two times for Eve in the Bible. It's used 21 times, sorry, in the Old Testament, that word helper, 21 times. Two times it's used for Eve. Three times it's used miscellaneous, like they're helpers, it helped them, that kind of thing. And 16 times it's used for God. That word helper is used 21 times. 16 times it used directly for God. Check me on this stuff. 
That word describes God 16 times out of 21 times. Twice Eve, three times miscellaneously. But listen, God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is not a human. God is spirit. This story goes on in and, and Genesis 2, and I'm going to read you verse 21 through 24. It says, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, right? Because he realized man should not be alone. And while he was asleep, he took part of the man's side and closed it up with uh, closed up the place with flesh then the lord god made a woman from the part he had taken out of the man now you you are overly familiar with this passage so let me help you then the lord god nope keep going sorry other slide made a woman from the part he had taken out of the man you might not think that's important but it really is okay taken out of the man and he brought her to the man and the man said whoa man just kidding. <laughs> it's just a funny church joke. It's too quiet in here. Then the man said, this one at last is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Say this with me. She was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother, unites with his wife, and they become a new family. Listen, Adam was walking around in the full image of God before Eve got here. Adam, if you look at the storyline here, was created the full image of God by himself. And then the female part was taken out of Adam. God split the Adam, okay? And now we have two people that have to become one people. This is what happened. Let me just, I'm not going to stay here, but... When I said if we miss a part of God's image, we'll misrepresent God, we also leave a vacuum for someone else to try. And that, let me just, let me just propose to you that all the gender fluidity, transgenderism, everything like that, is because we don't know our true origin. We don't understand this. It's a mystery. I'm not saying you got to understand it and grapple with, you know. I'm just saying we are not representing this completely. Adam was walking around male and female. It's not my opinion. That's, I just read you that. God made mankind in his image. Adam had all the image. Then he split the Adam, and it's two images that have to come together as one. The two shall become one flesh, right? Are you following me? Okay. You know when it says we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities? The word principality there is actually the Greek word for origin. We don't war against each other. We war against the idea of where we began. We war against our origin, a spirit called origin. There's a fight today about where does life originate? Is that a life in in the womb? What is life's origin? Is it when it exits the mother's body or is it actually a life in there? Where does life originate? We battle over origin. We battle over this idea that men can be women and women can be men and all this stuff. Or that's a spirit called origin. And it's because the church is a little too gun-shy to say what I'm, been, I'm saying to you right now. Listen, I'm gonna, it's going to get worse. If you're uncomfortable, it's going to get way worse. <laughs> you know, it's different. It's different up here, everybody. It's different up here. It's different looking at all y'all, all right? It's whatever. 
Listen, God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is spirit. But Jesus compared the Holy Spirit to a woman. Luke chapter 15, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but there's three parables. There's three parables, okay? There's the parable of a shepherd who loses a sheep, leaves the 99 to go find the one, returns, right? Remember this? And then there's the second parable. I'm going to skip. Third parable, right in line, Luke chapter 15. It's the whole, yes, 15. It's the whole chapter. There's a second parable there, and then they jump to the third parable. And Jesus describes a father who loses a son to wild living, right? The prodigal son. Oh, you already got me. You're ahead of me. That's okay. And then the, that's the third one. The second one is, or what woman? Having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, these are three parables with a seeker and then a thing being sought. In the first one, there's a seeker called a shepherd. Who's that, do you think? Jesus called himself the good shepherd. In the third parable, there's a father. Who's that, you think? And then in the middle one, there's that other guy who loses a coin. No. Someone is seeking, something is found. And Jesus put it that way on purpose. It's not my idea. It ticked off the Pharisees then too. We have God the Son and the Shepherd, God the Spirit in the woman, and God the Father in the Father. God is not a man. God is not a woman because God is not a human. God is spirit. These things are too big for us. But if we miss a part of God's image, we are going to continue to misrepresent God. Uh-huh. All right. Here's where it gets really worse. I go really fast because I might not even look at you. I don't know. The, the word spirit in the Old Testament is exclusively feminine. The word spirit exclusively, the only time it says spirit in your in your Old Testament Bible, it is a feminine noun. Let's, we have a slide for you. I'm going to show you because this is a screenshot of a Strong's Concordance on my phone. It's the word ruach. Now it says part of speech. Do you see that? Noun, feminine. Wind or spirit. Not my idea. Right there. That's the only way you can say spirit in Hebrew. We jump to the New Testament, because in the New Testament, it's neutral. It's pneuma. We have a slide for that. And that's neutered. It's literally a neutral thing. So honestly, <laughs> there's, no, there's no gender assignment there to that word. It's true. You see that? Now, neutral, pneuma, wind, spirit, breath. Now, here's the real tricky part. The next slide, don't show it yet. Whenever it says the spirit himself, itself, Come on. It is literally the word autos. And it's a personal pronoun. And it says self, he, she, it, same. This is when it says the spirit himself, the spirit itself will guide you into all truth. Itself, himself. It is he, she, or it. Autos. Go to the next slide. And it's herself, himself, itself, he, she, it, same. Because God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is spirit. I'm not making anything up. I am not making anything up. It's right there. All right, you can take those down. If I haven't convinced you yet, here's what I'm going to do. My plan today is bury you in an amount of evidence and let you crawl your way out however you want to. That's my goal, all right? You can crawl your way out however you would like, all right? But I'm just going to show you what it says. Amen? You okay? 
you're all still here, so I'm a little shocked. Not really. Being funny. But I will tell you, I was dealing with some major fear when preaching this. Still kind of am a little bit. <laughs> further evidence. I'll just give you further evidence here about the spirit and this whole thing. The spirit of wisdom, which is the spirit of Christ, is called Lady Wisdom. Proverbs 8, verse 1, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice. Proverbs 9, 1 through 6, wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. There's seven spirits of God, by the way. I'll just mess with you a little bit more. In the book of Revelation, there are seven spirits of God. Can you see how you're probably overly familiar with a God you barely know? Can you see that? Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm trying to break that off even myself. I don't want to be overly familiar I got saved when I was eight. I grew up Southern Baptist. I've been reading this Bible intentionally since eight years old, y'all. I mean, and I still read it every day. And I don't want to be bored with a God I barely know. Are you okay? All right. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young woman to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever's in, whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Wisdom is lady wisdom. Not my opinion. It's the word of God. Here it is. There are actual references to God as a mother. I read one earlier. I'm going to read it again. But Isaiah 49, 14 through 16 is a reference to God as a mother because Yahweh has a wonderful way of comforting us like a mother. Zion said, the Lord Yahweh has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Yahweh responds here. Can a woman forget her nursing child? And not have compassion on the son of her womb. Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continuously before me. Isaiah 66, 13, we read it earlier. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Hosea 13, 4 through 8, this one's fun. Yet I am the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt, and you shall know no God but me, for there is no Savior besides me. I knew you in the wilderness, in the land of great drought. When they had pasture, they were filled. When they were filled, and their, hearts were ex their heart was exalted. Therefore they forgot me. So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard by the road I will lurk. I will meet them like a bear deprived of her cubs. That's God talking about God there. I will meet them like a bear, like a mother, a bear, a mama bear. <laughs> you ever heard the term mama bear? It came from God. <laughs> Didn't make it up. It's right there. And then finally, my last little piece of evidence here, the words of Jesus, he actually compares himself to a mother hen. All right, Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you are the city that murders your prophets. You are the city that stones the very messengers who were sent to deliver you. Please don't do that today, guys. <laughs> so many times I have longed to gather a wayward people as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were too stubborn for me. God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is not a human. God is spirit. And Yahweh has a wonderful way of comforting us like a mother. Where do you think the moms got it? There are things on this, not on this note, that are on my other note. I'm not just like texting here. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, here's what I need you to understand. Because I'm not trying to get 
weird for the sake of weird. I'm not trying to do something like shocking or whatever. I need us to understand as a church, somebody's got to understand that the full image of God is male and female. And our default in our mind is too simple. It is simple. Because it's called a father, all of a sudden the father is a male with male genitalia. That is not the truth. God is not a human. Okay? In order to see God properly, you have to see male and female blended as one. This is why marriage is so important. And this is why this house stands for marriage between a man and a woman exclusively. Because you cannot have the image of God otherwise. Your marriage is supposed to speak louder than my sermons, all right? Your union with your spouse is actually supposed to proclaim the gospel. It's supposed to reveal God to people every day. And this is where I just, I'm going I'm to line up all the buttons and I'm just going <laughs> to. We border on the line of misogynistic thinking and chauvinism when we leave the female part of God off the table. We misrepresent the image of God if we miss a part of the image of God. Ladies, you are not second-rate human beings. You're not less than. You're not some, like, anomaly that's just here because we need to recreate more of us. You represent the image of God just as much as I do. To the same measure and the same extent. And we have to get there. We have to get there. God is the source of motherhood. God is the source of motherhood. God is the source of all things, guys. Like, so it's not even weird. God is the source of motherhood. I've even heard testimonies of people who learned, who didn't have a mother. They learned how to mother by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit taught them how to mother. Now, here's the deal. Should we go around, like, correcting people when they say himself, the Spirit himself, things like that? No. Because it can be translated either way, whatever, New Testament, autos, that word. But should we accept as a people that God is male and female and that we need to represent that through our marriages, through our lives, through our thinking, through the way we talk about women? Yes. God is the source of motherhood. And if you've never had a mother or your mother was a really not good at being a mom or couldn't, they were crippled maybe by their experiences, I just want to say good news. I have good news for you. God can be your mother. And again, it's not my idea. It's a promise. Let's go back to that first slide, Tracy. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. That's a promise. That's a promise from God. It's speaking to the people of God, speaking to Jerusalem. We take a whole bunch of other promises from the people of Jerusalem. And they're ours. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, right? And we even have other things that aren't in my notes, and I could talk a lot more about this. But Jesus, you know, in Galatians, it even says there is no male or female in Christ. And it's not talking about how you, once you become a Christian, you don't have a gender, right? That's the, that's the weird imbalance thing. Because, like, listen, guys. Transgenderism, gender fluidity is a direct attack on the image of God. It's an attack on the image of God. And we don't have any ammo in our cannon if we don't represent the full image of God. 
We don't have any room to talk. Now, you might be asking questions like, well, why does it say himself, you know, spirit himself, things like that all throughout the New Testament? Good question. Honestly, my translation, if I were translating it, not that I'm some scholar or whatever, it would be itself because that's the best way to use that word. Itself, the spirit itself. So let me just recap for you. In the Old Testament, the word spirit is exclusively female. In the New Testament, the word spirit is neutral. And the word, the personal pronoun before it can be herself, itself, himself. We've got this weird thing about the Trinity. We think there's the Father, the Son, and that other guy. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't work very well in a family. There's people that are trying it, and we don't have a leg to stand on to say no. Because we, we're not representing that. And what we, I said it at the beginning, I'm just coming back to the beginning. What we've done is put a created lens on an uncreated being. We've made God in our image. Instead of letting God make us in his image. We have created God in our image. And since most leaders of churches are men, God is a man. That, I'm saying that. I am saying what you think I'm saying. <laughs> I am saying that, yes. We need balance. And the word brings us into right balance. It's there. I didn't even take you to all the instances. I didn't want to blow you up. But all of those scriptures speak of the mothering nature of God. God is the source of motherhood. And I don't even know how much more I should say to you. I might just need to drop this mic and walk out of here. I don't know. We got to get this right. Got to get this right. I'm just checking. Hold on. There's things that like fly into my head and I'd have to check them. I have to check them at the door. I really do. I have to check them. I'm not like thinking what to say. I'm wondering if I should, you know. So God is good. Can you see how Yahweh has a wonderful way of comforting us like a mother? Is that in the word? Some of you need an encounter with a good mom. Some of you have only had horrible encounters with moms. Some of you have so much baggage from your upbringing, and God is begging you to let God rework that and, re and heal your heart and be a good mom to you, but your theology is blocking that encounter. We even sing it. This song we just sang, Defender. Picked up all my pieces, put me back together. You're the defender. You're the mama bear of my heart. <laughs> we sing it, but we don't, we don't preach it, and we don't live it. We don't expect it. Not we, not you, not any of you. All those other Christians out there, all those other professional Christians over there at that church somewhere else, they all do it. Let's just point the finger, right? No. I'm going to get this right. God is a source of motherhood. And I believe even today, as I've been talking, there's been hope rising in some of your hearts. Some of you have, have gone, really, can I experience God that way? And I'm giving you permission. Yes. The word gives you permission. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. Some of you need to be comforted by Holy Spirit. Some of you need that. Some of you need to be encouraged that 
May you, maybe you didn't have a good example and you feel like you're a bad mom. Well, now I've just taken that excuse from you. You've got a really good example in the Holy Spirit. And you can walk this thing out. Let Holy Spirit lead you. Let Holy Spirit teach you. Amen? Amen? Yeehaw. Anyone else sweating? I am. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Straight up. God, is there anything else you want to add to this? Because a lot of things I could add. Mm -hmm. Letting you into my process right now. I'm literally listening to Holy Spirit. Hold on. You can just pray for me if you're, if you're awkward or bored right now. You don't know what to do. Okay, I have a, I have a, um, <laughs> I have a leaning, and I have an idea, okay? This is just, this is Caleb's opinion. Say Caleb's opinion. No, everyone say, this is Caleb's opinion. Okay, good. I, I'm couching it now. You remember when Jesus says all things will be forgiven, all blasphemy of the sons of man except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? I know why. This is Caleb's opinion. You ain't talking about, about my mama. You don't talk bad about somebody's mom and get away with it. I'm just saying. I think there's a right relationship here with the person of the Holy Spirit that Jesus portrayed in the parables in Luke 15 and in his own exclamation saying, I wish to gather you like a mother hen. I believe it's throughout. It's easily seen if you look for it. And I think that God wants to break off trauma from off of mothers right now. And it's only going to be those who allow themselves to encounter the Holy Spirit like a mom. So if that's you, just put your hand in the air right now. If that's you. You believe that's for you. Okay, one, two. Good. Thank you for being brave. Three, four. Thank you. Five. I love the men's hands. That's good. Six. Awesome. Seven. Beautiful. Thank you for being honest. Holy Spirit, right now, we ask you to do whatever you need to do to bring us into right relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we rebuke the trauma of our upbringing that misrepresented you. And Lord, we ask you, the Spirit is Lord, by the way. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Spirit is Lord. And where the Spirit is Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. The Spirit is the Lord, it says in 2 Corinthians 3. The Spirit is the Lord. So, Holy Spirit, Lord, our Lord, come and re just remove everything that's hindering us from encountering you as a mother. From being comforted like a mother. Right now, those who raise their hands, we, I just ask you, the Lord, to come, sweep through, and do what you need to do, and continue to do it throughout this day, and awaken in us, awaken in us, Holy Spirit, the truth of who you are, so that we can represent you rightly. I want to represent the Spirit of God rightly. I want to represent the Godhead rightly. Thank you, God for breathing on us with your Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of God, the wind, the breath of God. 
Some of you don't even, you, you've said, I don't hear the voice of God. I can't hear the voice of God. And that's because it's the spirit that speaks to us. And you've had this block. And God's removing that block right now. You've had the block of, I don't hear the, I don't hear the voice of God like all these people. And it's because your, your image of God was off. You had a created lens on an uncreated being. And God wants to speak to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for removing that. Yes. <laughs> Other of you, your marriage is a wreck because you don't see the image of God as male and female. Yeah. God wants to heal that through just an adjustment of your thinking. It's amazing what God can do with changing the way we think. It's called repentance. <laughs> God wants to lead you into repentance right now. If this is you, you know who it is. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Your marriage is a mess because you only see God as a man, a male. But God is not male or female. God is male and female. God's healing your marriage right now by that one adjustment. Whoever that is, just a little personal help for you. You got to walk that. It can't, it's not like a snap of the fingers. You got you to gotta fight for that. So you're going to have to walk that thing out in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. We exist for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. For more great resources like this, check out TheRestingPlaceTampa.com.